Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And I am really excited because I get to interview another incredible entrepreneur um, in the entrepreneurial world. I want to introduce you all to Lisa Fabrica, who is the founder and CEO of Lisa Fabrica International. You can learn more about her at her website at lisafabrega.com. That is L-I-S-A-F-A-B-R-E-G-A.com. So let me tell you a little bit about Lisa. She helps successful women like you reclaim your agency and solidify your legacy through expanding your capacity. It's been her experience that once a woman reaches a certain level of earning and success, she needs to stop obsessing over strategies, hacks, and tactics, and instead start focusing on how you see yourself and your capacity. So Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I just, I already feel this awesome inspirational women vibes from you. So I'm just really excited to dive into a wonderful conversation with you today. Um, you know, since 2020, I always feel like it's important to do uh, mental health check-ins. So I thought I'd check in with you. How have you been doing lately? <laughs> I have to say this has actually been a very good year for me and I feel very lucky about that because I know a lot of people have had a very hard year, but this has been a a wonderful year um, in the sense that um, because of the work that I do, which is about expanding your capacity, Mm. um, I have noticed that a lot more people need this work than ever this year. Um, And so our business has been booming and growing and uh, we've been adding team members and getting more clients and um, it's just been going to a whole other level of growth. And, and then for me, I find that it's just been a good year to reset and focus on, you know, what's important to you. And, um, and, and luckily, I've been doing online work for so long that it's really not much of a change of pace for me other yeah. than I can't see people or like go out with friends to dinner. Right, but, right. You know, I, you know, I definitely not much has changed yet. Lots has changed at the same time. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, let me know if you feel the same way. So I, you know, I consider myself a um, a social introvert. I found out there's different types of introverts, and social introverts are basically people who love socializing, but they love to have time to recharge on their own. So they're very, um, you know, they they value their time uh, a lot. But anyway. Um, you know, before the pandemic, I was very much like, I'm working from home because I want to work from home. I'm choosing to work from home. But now that everyone is required to work from home or to practice social distancing, I really miss that in-person social interaction, or at least like the way that it used to be before we had to wear masks. And so I'm curious to know, like, you've already been working from home, but do you maybe, did you feel maybe the same, I don't know, anxiety or stress when we were told like, okay, like you, you work from home, but now you have to work from home. Um, I didn't. <laughs> oh, good for you. <laughs> I didn't. But I just also, I'm also a social introvert. Um, mm-hmm. I'm an ENFP and ENFPs are the most introverted of the extroverts. I love um, that. I love being in like crowds and talking to people, but then I need lots of alone time. So I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I didn't feel anxious. In fact, I, I was having trouble with sleeping and then for some reason, when the pandemic happened, I think it's because there was less pressure on the mm. outside and 
that first month of the pandemic, I think people just totally shut down and went inwards. So I think because I felt less pressure to show up because everybody was like off in their own world. I slept so well. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I know. It was just like deep rest for me because I think I, because I'm an extrovert, I react to the external cues in my environment. And because there were none, because everybody was (laughs) off in their own little like world, it was like, oh, I don't have any stimulus to respond to. I can just chill. <laughs> I love that. That It sounds like 2020 had really been an incredible year for you so far on so many levels. And I'm just so happy to hear that because I do, I you know, a lot of the stories uh, that I've had the fortune of listening to, um, there was a dramatic shift with a lot yeah. of people. And it sounds like for you, it pretty much um, skyrocketed, uh, your business skyrocketed in a very positive way. Um, I was talking to someone as well, and it's sounds like you are um, at the right place at the right time with your business right now. And, and you can tell me this, but a lot of women are really um, finally owning their power and or owning their you know strength and what they're really capable of. And, um, you know, we need help and guidance to really like hone in on that, that power and that talent. And so I'm not surprised to hear you're not the first person to tell me that your business has really grown um, because of the pandemic. And I think it, it's because of that self-reflection of like, you know what, I can do more, I can be more, and I need the guidance to do that. Yeah. I, I love that you just said that because, you know, I have worked with all sorts of clients. I have worked with women who are just starting their businesses. And I work Mm -hmm. with men too, by the way, I just Mm -hmm. tend to have more women. Um, But, you know, I've worked with women who are just starting out. I have worked with Nobel Peace Prize organization candidates. I've worked Mm -hmm. with Oscar nominees. You know, it runs the gamut, seven-figure business owners, six-figure business owners, beginners, all of it. Mm -hmm. And what I have noticed is that there is definitely a realization happening this year that the world is not going back to how it was in 2019 and that we have stepped into a whole new world slash paradigm, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. We're realizing that we are just being required to step up. Like the world Mm. is demanding more from us. There are greater challenges to be facing. We have to be up to face those challenges. If we're going to keep uh, moving forward in our businesses and in our lives, especially those of us who are growth oriented, which I assume mm. anybody listening to this, this podcast is growth oriented. And that's something our capacity has to constantly be growing as we step into those next levels and we're faced with new challenges. How do we hold, handle, and receive those new challenges? Mm-hmm. I think the world we're in right now is demanding so much more of us and it's going to continue to. So we can't go high. I mean, you could, you could freeze or hide if you wanted to. Right. But when, you take, when you take your head out of the sand, it's still going to be the same world, depending <laughs> the same path for you to step up in the same way. So, right. Absolutely. It's like, yeah, take a breather. But when you come back, it's, it's, you're still going to pick up where you left off. <laughs> so you might as well embrace it. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's no running from it, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, in your bio, uh, we had hinted um, that you like to help women and also men uh, really start focusing on their capacity. I want to break that down for people that don't understand what capacity means in, in, in your language. Uh, go ahead and let us know what does it mean to start focusing on your capacity? Yeah. Um, so it is something that I always have to explain because this, what, what we're talking, what I'm talking about is kind of like my creation that I have created after working with people for 11 years and thousands of people. And these, you start to notice, mm-hmm. you start to notice patterns mm-hmm. and, and a whole framework has emerged from that experience 
with all the people that I have worked with, um, capacity is your ability to hold, handle, and receive every next level of your growth. Wow. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of us who are very ambitious, which is you if you're listening, yes. um, we have these big goals and we're like, and the way we set about achieving those goals is we're like, okay, this is my goal. Now let me go hire this business coach, this strategist, get the strategy in place, and that's going to get me there. But mm-hmm. there's this whole missing element that people don't focus on, which is, okay, you have these great strategies, but do you have the capacity to receive what those strategies are going to bring you? Mm. So a great story I like to tell to illustrate capacity in action is I worked with a woman once who she had a business that was hitting around two or $300,000 in revenue. And she'd been there for a few years. Mm. And then one year she created this product that really hit a niche and it just exploded. And her business went from like two, 300 to over a million dollars within less than a year. Wow. With, within uh, two years, she was getting divorced. And by the third year, her business was shut down. Wow. Because she had all the strategies. And the strategies got her the million dollar business. But she didn't have the capacity built the kind of challenges that you hit when you're at a million dollars with your team, with your marketing, with your clients, with your own time and energy, very different than the challenges that you face when you're at $200,000 in revenue. Right. Because she had not, she had been focused only on her strategy. She got what she wanted, but she had forgotten to build her capacity to hold it. So she had team members that kept quitting on her. She went through like, I think it was like between four and six teams. I can't remember the exact amount. It was something crazy. A lot. <laughs> in, in less than a year, like because she had so much anxiety over the growth of the business, she would just like blow up at her team. People were quitting. They were like, this is a toxic environment. Yeah. And then her, her husband started drawing apart. And by the third year, she's like, I can't, ha- like, I don't have the capacity to handle this. And so she just completely shut her business down. Wow. And that's a perfect example of having all the right strategies, but not having the capacity to receive, hold, and handle the thing that those strategies are going to bring you. And that's when we start to see things like I'm hitting plateaus or I keep attracting the same kind of nightmare client or mm-hmm. you know, I can't seem to like consistently get myself out there. Those are all capacity issues. Yeah. I appreciate you uh, explaining that, Lisa. To me, it sounds like you're really helping people create the space and the skill sets um, to embrace change, to embrace leveling up essentially. And it's a question we have to ask ourselves constantly is, who do I need to be to get that result? And not just who do I need to be, but, you know, what is my, I have six capacities that I break my work down into. It's like, what does my money need to look like? How do I need to behave towards my money? How do I need to be viewing myself as an earner? Like, am I seeing myself as a seven figure earner or am Mm. I seeing myself as a six figure earner? Um, How comfortable am I allowing people visibility capacity to see um, the side of me that I don't always let people see, but that are actually really unique and probably very lucrative. Right. Um, am I at that level of visibility I need to get to where I want to go? Um, I won't, I don't need to go through all the capacities, but even things like the team that you have now, is that the team you need to get you to seven mm. And I don't just mean business team. I mean, at home, you know, like, are your kids still making you do their laundry instead of you telling them do your own damn laundry? Right, right. Are you, do you have support at home? Is your spouse supporting your goals? Are you setting clear boundaries with people? 
those are the questions that we forget to ask ourselves because we're just so focused on the prize right. that we forget that there's a tremendous amount of capacity that needs to be built to be able to take that prize when we get it and then keep expanding it. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. I think that um, when we're so, when we have that tunnel vision, you know, to just do one thing and accomplish one thing. And this very much like reminds me of my husband. He's very, he's very like, I'm just about that one goal and only that one goal that I'm going to do everything to get to that one goal. And, you know, obviously a lot of things fall to the cracks and, you know, we work together in business and, you know, for him, it's like, oh, you know, we're doing business together. Therefore we're doing life together. But even, but the part that we work, that we have to work on, like spend extra time on is the, the husband and wife side, you know, the side where it has nothing to do with business. And sometimes it's hard for people to um, even maybe feel like they deserve to create space for that. Because, you know, I think about for him, his mindset's like, I got to reach this goal. I got to reach that destination. And so, you know, what would you say to people who are maybe like so focused in that way that maybe you can try to catch them before, I'm not saying that we're going to get divorced or anything, but, you know, catch them before something falls off the table or something's like, okay, like something, something breaks, right? Like something just falls out of balance. Is there a way that you can catch them before they get to that place? Um, well, I can't catch you. You have to be able to catch yourself. I'm not hmm. saying you, I'm taking right, right. you generally. Um, but what I do say is you have to really get clear on what you actually want because mm-hmm. you're just focusing on a goal, just like my client who went from two to a million, right? Wow. Um, she was so focused on the million goal that she let everything else slide and it broke her marriage. Yeah. And it wasn't her fault. I mean, obviously there was problems going on, so I don't mean to sound blamey. Right, um, right. But, you know, it did, it took, it created strain on the marriage. And because the focus was only the million dollar goal, it, you know, it had created health issues for her mm. and marriage. Like it ended up actually negatively affecting the business. So what good is making a million dollars if you right. have to shut your business down right. or if you get adrenal fatigue and, and suddenly you have, like, I just spoke with a woman who had to take a whole year off her business because she was so burned out from being so hyper-focused on her goals. Right. So it's actually not a, if you're thinking in terms of logic and efficiency, it's not a logical or efficient way to grow your goals mm-hmm. and your business because it actually the toll that it takes and you're you have to pay for that after you achieve your goal and instead right. of being able to consistently grow you're doing these like growth spurts and then you're like oh, recovering for like <laughs> three times the amount of time when you could be growing that whole time consistently right. Yeah, I love that. That very much reminds me of when my husband and I went uh, on vacation in the mountains and we decided to do this hike. So we had different we had different options on doing the hike. We could do the longer hike where it was easier or we can do the faster hike, but it was steeper. And so we had this goal in mind, obviously, to make it to the top of the mountain. So anyway, we were, you know, we're on our way on, to, you know, making it to the to the mountain out to the top of the mountain. And um, we gave ourselves moments to take breaks, right? We take moments to rest and to even check in with other hikers. And um, I think, uh, and, and we eventually made it to the top. And the reason why I share that um, is because I think that some people feel like they just have to make it to the top, <laughs> right? Like that's the only thing they're focused on. And as a result of that, you can have a physical injury. You could, you know, miss out on having a social life. Like there's things that could fall off the table. And, you know, here to here, it sounds to me that you're um, educating people and helping people create that space, you know, to have that skill set for that growth and knowing that you could have a certain level of balance. It may not be perfect all the time, but remembering why you're doing what you're doing, remembering why your goal is your goal, your destination is your destination. 
Right. Yes. And you literally can't get to your goal without capacity. You can't. Exactly. Like you might hit it for like a month or two, maybe even a year, but it's always going to backslide or you're going to hit a plateau. Because, um, yeah. you know, the metaphor I like to use for this is like, let's say you want five gallons of water, mm-hmm. but you only have a pint sized container. You can't hold five gallons of water in a pint sized container. So if you right. keep pushing towards your goal with your little pint sized container, all that water is going to miss. Like you're not going to be able to hold it all eventually because you don't have the capacity right. to hold it. Right. Yeah, no, I love that. So, you know, Lisa, you mentioned early on that you have uh, been doing this for about 11 years now. Um, tell me about life before that. What led you to being in, in the work that you're doing today? Yeah, uh, I was I was actually an actor in New York City. I had actually I had a pretty good little career, but you know, as an actor, you don't work consistently, and so mm-hmm. I had to have a job. And I worked at financial firms mm-hmm. during the day, but I kept getting promoted, and so that was becoming a problem because then. <laughs> when you're getting promoted, they get antsy about you leaving to go in an audition. Right. Right. So I started to experience this tension where I, you know, wasn't working for me anymore. And I ran into a friend of mine who was also an actor who had started a coaching business and she was paying all her bills with her coaching business. So I took the leap. I signed up for coaching school. It was terrifying. I spent a lot of money on the coaching (laughs) school. And for me, that was a lot of money back then. Mm. Um, And uh, yeah. And then I just started my business. And what's funny is I started with people's nutrition and health. And then quickly I noticed p- nobody was talking to me about the kale they ate yesterday. They were talking to me about deeper things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people that I work with were very ambitious people, people who had had some great achievements, um, who had very big goals and really big dreams of impacting the world in a really big way. And they just kept struggling with these plateaus or hitting these walls or the thing I hear the most still today, 11 years later, is I've tried everything. Nothing's working. Mm. I've tried every, I've thrown every strategy at this. It's not working. And they'll say things to me like, oh, I think, you know, it's a business model problem, but I signed up for this really fancy, famous mastermind and it still didn't solve it. Mm. I'm like, it's not, I started to realize it wasn't a strategic issue that people were having. It wasn't that they didn't have enough hacks or they didn't have their calendar set right. It was more about they weren't taking the time to build their capacity for what they wanted. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of how it started um, flowing for me. I, you know, your purpose reveals itself as you do the work, which is something yes. that a lot of people think you have to figure your purpose out before you do the work. And it's completely the opposite. Yeah. Um, And uh, I had my own capacity challenge in uh, 2014, four years into starting my business, we started to get really sold out and we had wait lists for our wait lists. And I was getting really burned out by the end of the year. And I thought, I've got to change my business model up, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have the capacity for the business model that I wanted to build. So I ended up spending a hundred thousand dollars and putting my business in debt in 2015, trying to get this business model off the ground. And it wasn't working. I mean, I'd literally experienced what my clients were experiencing way back then. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't work. And I put, we got into all this debt. And then I finally realized at the end of the year, like, I've got to cut, cut this loose because we can't just keep building debt up. Um, I don't have, I realize I'm having a capacity issue. Like, I'm not aligned with this. It's not a business model. And I, business model problem and I spent the whole of 2015 and 2016 recovering from that experience. Wow. 
it was very traumatic. Yeah. Um, paid off all my debt, thankfully. Um, but it really got me to realize that I had amazing strategists and experts who did this business model change for me. I had a team that was costing me $7,000 a month. Like I had the fanfest of everything and the thing still didn't work. Why? Because I didn't have the capacity. I didn't see myself as a person who would, who would have that type of a business model. I had all sorts of uh, limitations inside of me um, that were preventing on the most subtle level those things from happening. And so that's what happens with us is mm. we don't realize how our limited capacity influences decisions that seem very rational and smart business-like decisions, yeah. but they're actually influenced by limiting beliefs that we have or mm-hmm. by uh, limitation in how we see ourselves or our fears. And those are all capacity issues. So mm-hmm. I've learned my work personally um, I don't believe that we have any business teaching what we haven't learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just evolved from the beginning of my business health coaching to just noticing what all of these amazing people that I get to work with kept struggling with. And you start to pick up these patterns and you start to realize they don't have a strategy problem because their strategies are great. Yeah. There's something else going on. Yeah, it's something deeper like within. It's more of like a mental shift that needs to take place. Uh, it's deeper. I, I would say it's even deeper than a mental shift because a lot of people ask me sometimes is capacity mindset work. And I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> mindset work. When you compare capacity work to mi- mindset work, mindset work is superficial at best. Mm, capacity mm-hmm. is a whole framework that, that allows you to analyze in the six areas of your life that are the most important to build capacity. And where are you like, mm-hmm. and sometimes we think, well, my issue is, you know, I have a visibility capacity issue. I'm afraid of like speaking up and being seen in my business. And right. by the way, I'm working right now with an eight figure business owner who has this, this problem. So don't mm. think that this only happens to people in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she has an issue. She thinks she has an issue with visibility. And we actually realize that it's not an issue with visibility. It's an issue with your boundary capacity because she doesn't have good boundaries. Yeah. And so it's actually wisdom that she's holding back on being seen because there's some part of her that knows that she needs to build greater capacity for stronger boundaries so that when there's more eyes on her, she's got the boundaries she needs to protect herself from that extra level of visibility. So you also have to know sometimes that what we think is the problem in our capacity is actually not the problem. Mm. That's why everybody I work with, we have this quiz, like we have them go through this series of assessments and almost always at the end, they're like, wow, I thought it was this, but it's actually this. Yeah. They, they all, you know, all those different capacities are very interwoven like a fabric and they influence each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, as we start to wrap up, Lisa, I know that um, you have a self-assessing or self-assessment that uh, people can take if they want to sort of figure out what their score is in terms of their capacity level. Can you, or what their capacity is, can you talk a little bit more about that and how, how they can get access to that? Yeah. Um, Well, um, I can just walk you through quickly where you can do like a cursory score of yourself. Uh, But for the self-assessment, that's something you would want to. On my website, I have uh, an opt-in. If you go to my website at lisafabrega.com, if you put your name in uh, to receive it, it's called Why Everything You're Trying Isn't Working. And it's (laughs) a video that walks you through three really 
profound self-assessing questions that you need to ask yourself that I can guarantee you nobody has asked you these questions. Mm. You pinpoint what the real issue, like why aren't things working the way you want them to? Right, right. Um, So you can get access to beginning the assessments that way. Um, but I can walk you guys quickly through it if you have time. Sure. Yeah. Let's go ahead and wrap up on that note so that people know when they visit your website or even think of you in mind or want to do this, they can kind of walk themselves through it. Sure. So money capacity is the first capacity. Mm -hmm. Your ability to earn, save, and invest larger and larger amounts of money every year. Mm -hmm. Are you doing that? Score yourself one really low to 10. I'm doing great on that. Visibility capacity, your mm-hmm. ability to allow yourself to be fully seen in your work and your life. Are you hiding parts of you from your work? Mm-hmm. Are you holding things back? Score yourself one to 10. Then we have purpose capacity. I call that your inside matching your outside. Are you building a business that someone told you would make money, but it's not actually aligned with your purpose at all? Mm-hmm. Is your purpose infused into what you do? Because that determines whether your business is long-term sustainable. Mm-hmm. Score yourself one to 10. Embodiment capacity, your mental, physical, spiritual, emotional capacity. Do you get thrown off for weeks and shrink when a troll leaves you a nasty comment? <laughs> do, you, do you flip out during your launches and have a roller coaster of emotions? Do you worry about what other people think of you? Mm-hmm. You do score yourself doing low on embodiment capacity or doing great on embodiment capacity means I don't care about any of those things. Mm. Um, structural capacity, the foundations that hold you up to go to your next level. What does your home life look like? Do you have structures and foundations in place that allow you to focus on your goals? What is your team like? Do you have the team right now that is going to get you to the seven figures? Like if you're at seven figures right now in your mind, like if if you already got there, what does your team look like? Mm. And does the team you have now look like that? That's going to tell you a lot. Score yourself. How are you doing in your structural capacity? One to 10. Yeah. Finally, we have boundary capacity. Boundaries not just with others, but with yourself. Do you allow yourself mm. to go down rabbit holes of thought or work too much or, um, you know, like get into stupid arguments with people online instead of building your business? Right, right. Um, and are you very clear with others about what you are and are not available for? And do, the, do, do you have the boundaries that the next level version of you has right now? Score yourself one to 10 um, on that as well. So those are the six capacities. That'll give you an idea just from scoring yourself where you're, where what I call your capacity deficits are wow. and, and what's actually causing the problem. Yeah, no, that's incredible. So as a recap, the capacities are money, visibility, purpose, um, embodiment, structure, and boundaries. And obviously if they want to learn more about that, they could um, and elaborate more. They can uh, chat with you, Lisa. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Lisa, I have really enjoyed our conversation today. I don't want to take too much more of your time. So I want to thank you again so much for joining us here on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Any final closing thoughts before we go? Yes. It's not always about your strategy. Very often it's about your capacity. I just want everybody to engrave that in their brain. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, Lisa, again, thank you so much for joining us. I've really enjoyed our conversation today. Thanks. It was great. Yes. And uh, to our listeners, once again, this is Lisa Fabrega. She is the founder and CEO of Lisa Fabrega International. You can learn more about her at her website, 
which is spelled L-I-S-A-F-A-B-R-E-G-A.com. That's lisafabrica.com. I just like saying your name a lot so I can (laughs) ingrain it in my head. Um, With that said, thank you so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.